you're listening to Radio Maria England and this is Father Toby with your word for today on the solemnity of St. Joseph, the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's uh, good to be back speaking with you again. Um, I've been away some time. I know I was uh, preaching a parish mission in, uh, in, Venice, in Venice, Florida on the, uh, on the presence of God. It was a really, a really, really beautiful mission. It culminated with a, a healing service on the last night, which we had over a, a thousand people present at, and uh, and about four hundred had been present at the same healing service in the morning. So it was a time of great grace and uh, and great healing. And I'll, I'll speak a little more about the 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 mission when I when I get back to the UK. I'm still in the still in the US. Um, wanted to to share a reflection with you today on this on this great uh, solemnity of St. Joseph and let's begin by uh, reading today's gospel which is from the first chapter of St. Matthew. Jacob was the father of Joseph the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus who is called Christ. This is how Jesus Christ came to be born. His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph But before they came to live together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a man of honor and wanting to spare her publicity, decided to divorce her informally. He had made up his mind to do this when the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because she has conceived what is in her by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you must name him Jesus, because he is the one who is to save people from his sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had told him to do. Now, I've sometimes thought that today's solemnity might be uh, thought of as a, the original feminist feast day, or at least uh, at least striking a blow for, for girl power, because today we celebrate the, the solemnity of St. Joseph. But when we do so, we do reference to his, by reference to his being the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We never define Mary by being married to Joseph. Mary is defined by her motherhood. Um, but Joseph is always defined by his being the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in fact, St. Joseph's whole life is defined by his relation to others. He is the earthly foster father of Jesus and the husband of Mary. And we celebrate him today for his fidelity and courage in fulfilling the, the fullness of the obligations of each of those positions. And he, in that way, I think he's a great counter-witness to modern obsessions with autonomy. He didn't realize himself in being free from obligations to others, but in lovingly binding himself to others and living out the responsibilities of those relations. And we don't have a single word of St. Joseph's recorded in the scriptures. In this way, I think he's the archetypal strong silent type and a great example to us perhaps in an increasingly noisy world, where some seek to broadcast their virtue from the rooftops or via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, St. Joseph is more of a Nike man. He just does it. And so for this reason, he's been described as an icon of our faith. It's been written, words would be a distraction, 
his love of Our Lady, care for Jesus, obedience, faith, purity, simplicity, courage and hope speak loudly from the home he built in Nazareth. And we best know St. Joseph through Jesus' words and deeds. This is what icons do. They speak to us of the presence of God among us in the material world. So St. Joseph is the quiet man of action, and his actions are oriented to and obedient to the will of God. Whatever vision he may have had of his life with Mary, this was radically altered that night when the angel appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she has conceived what is in her by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you must name him Jesus, because he is the one who is to save his people from their sins. And after this vision, we're told simply that when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had told him to do. Now, having contemplated a life without Mary after he learned of her pregnancy, he now sees that being Mary's husband and raising a child not biologically his own will be his future. And it's for this setting aside of his own inclinations for something greater that we quite rightly celebrate his example today. Jesus will come to be recognised as the Son of God and the second person of the Trinity. Mary will be known as the Mother of God and the Mother of the Church. And Joseph will be remembered in relation to them. Joseph's greatness is to be found in his willingness to let Mary and Jesus be who they should be. Like John the Baptist, he decreases so that they may increase. In that perennial Christian paradox, Joseph finds himself the moment he starts to lose himself in God's will. One day the child he raises will tell us that our prayer to the Father should always be, Thy will be done. For true human flourishing consists in the convergence of God's will and ours, the realisation that we are not in competition with God, but that he earnestly desires our happiness. As Joseph heeds the words of the angel, he becomes the living example of St. Paul's exhortation to husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. On today's solemnity, we don't remember Joseph for his wise words or for his dramatic actions. We remember him simply for doing the Father's will, for giving himself up for others. This is the calling for many of us in our Christian lives, and our example may not be widely celebrated by the church, but it just might have a radical effect on those around us. If we live as we ought to, like St. Joseph, we may become two silent icons of the living Lord, and that would be a life very well lived indeed. Thank you.